G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook where I break down the winners, losers and black bookers from every game. I'll do this in written an audio format which is released every Monday morning. A little bit different this week with Anzac Day though. We are brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Now, round and score probably what I'll do, I'll break this down into two Two parts, so this is part A, I'll come back. I've lost a little bit of ground because I've had the likes of Alamotti and then I, yeah, unfortunately had Jacob Host as well, so looking for a bounce back hopefully from him in the future. But hip drops obviously out of control at the moment. Also, some big name players are getting really, really cheap, but I guess can we put the trust in them, especially leading into origin trades on my mind? I probably have a better indication probably post the Anzac date games, but at this stage, the Storm do have a buy, and then also Haas's potential suspension, so I could look to move all my Origin stars, depending on where that Haas situation goes, but just a little watch list and hit list I've kind of put together. Tohu Harris, Reese Robson, Scott Drinkwater, Josh Hodgson, Raymond Fatale and Mariner, Callan Ponga, Cameron McInnes, Joey Manu, Brandon Smith, Jake Granville. Now, doesn't mean I'm going to buy them, just on my little hit list. And the likes of kind of like Ponga and RFM and Hodgson. Look, I work in stockbroking where I have for, what, 20 years, but they're kind of called distressed assets at a heavy discount. So it's all about kind of picking the bottom with these guys because we do know that they do have a fantasy track record. So it's one of those things that they need to be returning to form as well. But I'll go through that a little bit later. Injuries, Ryan Campbell-Gillard, groin hip. Bailey Simonson, a HIA. Sanua Turuva, he had an ankle injury. Now, player charges to this point. Fines for Murray Tuolagi and Jermaine Hopgood. Ezra Mam and Payne Haas, both looking at one to two weeks for the hip drop. I will be surprised if Brisbane don't challenge that. They're in a, it's, uh, it's an interesting situation because they they've got a bit of a, a draw ahead. So be interesting if they can see if they just cop that one week. But to the games now. So we've got, we'll cover six games in this one. And like I said, part B, I'll do a shorter one and cover the last two from Anzac Day. And I'll release that on Wednesday morning. Now, Panthers versus Rabbitohs, great game to kick off the round. Trell Met, he is on fire. Scores of 82, 66, and 75 versus the last three. Probably a little bit too close now to Origin to really take a punt on him. He'll be well over 700K now. Cam Murray, does look a little cooked. I do think the huge minutes earlier in the season is coming back to bite him. He's even playing. He's played 73 minutes in this one. He's not an urgent sell, but I do think that coming to that Origin 1, you do want to sell him. The reason why the Bunnies players do miss a minimum four out of the eight games during rounds 13 to 20. So no real reason to be holding any substantial Bunnies players during that time. Now, he's he pretty much just had base. He had zero attacking stats in this one. And like I said, he actually played 74 minutes. So... Not, it's not that like he's an urgent sell. It's just one of those things that I do think is a little cooked. Now, Seller, I think he was the main beneficiary of host hooking with Arrow moving to the edge. He did get 50 minutes in this one. I do think he would be super valuable if he got those minutes week to week, but with Totola only a few weeks away, he is coming off 31 and 36 minutes, so he might be kind of fool's rushing on that one. Now, Jacob Host did have a horror night, made us all look pretty silly. He was defensively found out early, had four missed tackles, hooked after 20 minutes. So it's one of those things that, you know, JD, he hooks players, and he done it with Lachlan Ilias against the Dragons last last week. I do expect him maybe to hold his spot for one week. Bit of a bit of a wake-up call. So it'll be interesting to see, because he is coming off two very good performances as well. So at least he's only going to lose 4K. So he's a hold for now, but 
you got to monitor him closely. Now, Nathan Cleary did really well to knock out 63 fantasy points. He had a game with an unusual... He had long skins on, which was kind of giving away that something wasn't right. Reportedly, he has a minor groin strain. So, didn't goal kick in this one, went to Stephen Crichton. But he looked great when he was just with the ball. He ran down the couple of bunnies guys pretty easily as well. So, he was striding out real easy. Had 446 kick meters and putting up massive bombs. So, I'm not sure where that kind of injury kind of hinders him with the goal kicking, but an interesting one. Uh, Mitch Kenny had another great game. Two 80-minute performances in a row. From what they're talking, James Fisher-Harris is round 10. So that's probably going to affect his value there. Hosking did get managed in this one. Got 59 minutes. Wouldn't worry too much. It does happen from time to time with these rookie guys. Now, Eels versus Broncos. Very disappointing game from the Eels. Was much better, though, from Sean Lane. He knocked out 60 fantasy points, four tackle breaks, two offloads, and kind of more of a 2022-like performance. Still couldn't spark Dylan Brown. He only got 36, and that was inflated with a late try assist. Now, Dillbags is just kind of, yeah, hitting most base most of the times, except for this week. His run meters would significantly lower, pretty much half of his normal average. So, got to monitor both as we do know their class. So, be interesting there. Josh Rodson's an interesting one. 31 minutes, and Brennan's hands, he actually had 49 minutes. Both of them unrelevant at this stage, but strange. Kicked off the season. I kind of blame BA on this one because he kicked him, kicked off the season with him playing three 80-minute games in the heat. And then the last four, he's had 49, 50, 52, and 31. He's a defense at the moment. He's atrocious, and he's running game pretty much non-existent. Loses 50K to be around 370K, and why to continue to drop cash? Could bottom out, though, in the next few weeks, and if you can imagine maybe picking up, if they do change the tactics again, and he goes back to playing big minutes, if you could pick him up anyway under 300K, it could be valuable. But at the moment, one of those things, don't buy him yet, but just keep him on the radar, because we do know Josh Hodgson's class. It's just one of those things. He is 33 years old. Had a good start to the season, and then it's just dropped away over the last month. Now, great to see Paddy Carrigan return to the form. I'm not a hater. Even though I sold him three weeks ago, I'm a huge fan of this guy. Did have three offloads. Very lively performance. The Broncos, interesting to track them because they've got South, Manly, Melbourne, and Penrith. So that's all before the Origin Origin 1. Now, Payne Huss was unusually quiet in defense. Only had 19 tackles, but still kicked out of 57 with all the tackle breaks and offloads. Given the draw ahead... They might elect just to go the one week, so then he's available for for Magic Round. So it'd be interesting just to see that. I don't think it's hip drop, though. I think they've got a good case to actually fight that one. While she he had a season low 28, scrappy game. It was in, especially there was heaps of wet weather in this one. So no real doubt. Didn't really open up. Renault started managing the game here too, so it didn't really surprise me for him only to nick out 28. So, But look for a bounce back for him. He's too classy. For one thing I did get right was Stagsy. Even though I did swap him for Jacob Host, and he did outscore him by, what, 20 points, Stagsy actually loses something like 35K in this one, while Host only loses five. So don't mind that at all. He did have 26. I was panicking at halftime when he did score that try, and he was looking not too bad at 19. But Stagsy doing Stagsy things. Silly missed tackles, just zero work rate. So unfortunately, I think we were clutching that he was a round 13 player, but sell him, sell him for sure. I've done it, so get the hell out of there. Now, Doggies versus Sharkies. Nico did Nico things. He knocked out a 72. Pretty much 50 of it was in the second half. Did have an unusual 12 demerits, so still plenty for him to tidy up. Just he's a class above, right? And I love having him in my team, not only because I'm the Sharks fan, but he's just Nico Hines. Now, the Sharks have Cows, Finns, Manly, and Newcastle before the next buy in round 13. Just if you're tracking Cleary versus Hines, they've only, because of Hines' slow start to the season and the buys, they've only played to 
in the same round in four occasions, and it's Nico 3-1 at the moment. And then if you average him out over those four games, Nico is an average of 78 across those four games, and the Chino is slightly behind at 69.5. So both doing really, really well. Now, Nikora smashed out another 60 fantasy points. I really want this guy for the run home. He's just running those lines off Nico Hines. He's an absolute maniac out there. He's improved the defense so much as well, so I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing from Britton Nakora. I'd be surprised if the Kiwis picked a team this week that he wouldn't be starting in that starting lineup for sure. Now, McInnes, I really like what he's doing at lock. You know, it's going to be interesting because they're two from two with McInnes at lock, so... Vanuka's got one more week on the sideline, so I wouldn't be rushing in because with these 50s, he's not actually adding too much in terms of money. So he only adds like 5K, so there's no real need to be buying him next week. But if Dale comes back and they move him to the front row, I wouldn't mind having Cameron McInnes because he's probably still going to be under 600K, which we know his relevance. And yeah, it just seems to be adding a bit of an element to the Sharkies lineup. I love that small sort of... 13 that just gets through a mountain of work. Now, Will Kennedy, he was superb in the first half. Three outstanding tries. Still can only knock out like a high 40s game, which is still kind of interesting. Funno, he tried to milk an instruction, which was absolutely ridiculous. I'm glad they called him out on it. Ronaldo Mulatalo, he needs to pull his head in. He had a bomb try in this one, uh, and he did the same thing against the Bunnies in round one. He just needs to tuck the ball on her arm, and just he had so much space, got no idea why he ran to the corner in this one. So he actually didn't do too badly. He hadn't like close to a 50 there, but he, smacked, he just talked so much smack, so he's just got to put up or shut up, I think, for this one. Now, I think I think Blake Braley is bottomed out in this one, so if you're looking for a cheaper-style hooker in the low 600s, he could be a guy back-to-back good scores with 64 and 48, and his defense is back, and then he's really picked up his running game, which is so super impressive in this one. Burden knocked out a 58 fantasy points, so he's actually still at a pretty good price. Now, the Dogs have had a horror draw to start the seasons, but they get Dragons, Raiders, Warriors, and Titans next. So if you want to have a bit of a punt on the Dogs finding form, and Matt Burden... You know, maybe being the beneficiary of that, and maybe now's the time to actually strike. Don't mind what I'm seeing. He's not Nico Hines, but we do know his class. So he had a 12K, so he'll be about 660. So still, I still think he's a little bit underpriced. It depends on... I think Hines might be ahead of him in the Origin race too. So he might start... You know, being valuable for that Origin race as well. Now, Olamotti had a he had a nightmare. Now he knocked out twenty two, which was pretty good because he was looking at negative fifty at some stage. Like he was at negative five after about twenty minutes. The Sharkies just carved him up. He was making silly errors, but he made made up for it in the second half. So it could be a bit of a hold now with those at least one more week. Especially now they've got the Dragons next week. I wouldn't mind seeing him against them because they've got a short turnaround. The Dragons as well. Now. Yeah, I'm a holder too. So I think I'll give him one more week to win my love back. Now, Preston did well for a 48. I was a seller, not because I don't think he's good, only because I wanted to shore up my mid and get Jack DeBellin in. Now, I think that's the only reason why you would sell Preston is if you want to kind of balance up your team a little bit. Now, someone who is a seller is Reed Marnie. He, he's playing 80 minutes week after week. I do think they need to start spelling him because it's his defense is just poor, overplaying his hand. Non-existent running game. I think you cut your losses. The other guy that you think you need to cut your losses on 
is Ryan Sutton. He had an absolute shocker in this one. Raymond Fatale and Mariner looked way better in this one. Still only scored 30, so no need to buy, to buy or anything like that. 400, 400K, but definitely one to monitor. He did show some intent in the first half. Got through 40 minutes. Two carries in that first set of six as well. So he's not 100% fit, I don't think, as well. But I do like Raymond if he gets towards that low 300s. Now, next game, Cowboys and Knights. So I love what I saw from Scotty Drinkwater. His touches... Just out of shape was really, really good. Did bomb a try off a classy Robson grubber. Rob, he, look, his running game is elite when he's just in form like he was in this one. I do think you need to monitor him. I think you, given it was the Knights, they do play the Sharkies on Thursday night. So I think we get a better indication where Scotty Drinkwater is in that one. Now, Jake Granville, he's the biggest teacher's pet of all time. He got 59 minutes in this one, scoring 42. So Lolo's not back anytime soon. So given a negative break even, he might actually be a buy. And Payton didn't even use Mitch Dunn or Tommy Chester in this one. So he went with 15, which was surprising. Ruben Cotter, his mullet was flying and he was back to his best. Really like what I've seen. It's back-to-back great performances from Ruben Cotter, despite starting from the interchange again. Now, Reese Robson was electric in that first half. Nice try. And then cost, Drinky did cost him a try assist. Do like that development of the short kicking game as well. So, look... I think I do want to buy him. He's really good at spotting lazy markers and just duck, you know, getting out of there and picking them off. I do think he's the best in the business in that area. So he definitely still is in my sights. Now, Jeremiah Nano is a real concern for Origin selectors. I know he's only just 20-20, but his defense is atrocious. Eight missed tackles in this one. So, yeah, I just think he's off at the moment. And I think it might cost him a starting lineup for, for Queensland. I do think he'll be in the 17, though. I do think that maybe one of the feeder and Kafusi might get the jump on him there. Love what I saw from Kalen Ponga. It's all about timing, but because you don't want to, you need to probably see him for three days. The problem is they got a round ten buy. They've also got a terrible buy schedule, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But he started from the bench, fifty-three minutes, had four tackle breaks in this one as well. Had a really nice trisis going down the cow's left edge when Tuolagi was in the sin bed, and he even had some really nice long kicks. The only disappointment was in the last five minutes, he didn't get his hands on the ball enough. So, Fools would rush in and try to get him in ahead of round 10, but who would have thought Callum Ponga be around 450k? Now, Felix Crossland continues to make money with another 38. Again, all in defensive base. He only ran for 16 run metres. Now, NRL teams can't have a dummy half running for 16 run metres, so I do think something will give eventually on this one. Dane Gagai is averaging 54 and will be over 700k when we open. So this just shows how strange this season is for me. His partner, Bradman, Bradman Best, is in scintillating form. Starting for Phillies Pomus, 49 fantasy points in this one. He had 155 metre gained, what, four tackle breaks, one try assist and two line breaks. Scores of 55, 40, 47, 29 and 49 for his last five. So it's probably the best run of form and health we've seen for ages. Talking about those buys, the Knights have two buys in five weeks. So it is hard to make a move on any of them. Lockie Miller, yeah, he was poor again in this one with his hands. No no need to be selling him or anything like that. Just hold for the time being. And then probably post the origin break. I don't think he's a keeper. A lot of people are talking about him as a keeper. I don't think he is. Now, the Dolphins versus the Titans. Now, Tanner Boyd was fantastic. Probably in the first 60 minutes, he looked like Alfie Langer out there. For the game, he had, what, 69 fantasy... 67, my apologies. One try, 600 kick metres, two offloads. I liked his work out there. I do think David Feeder, he would be very close to origin now. His output at the moment is just... 
just really improved. 37 tackles and 192 metres gain. Six tackle breaks. Was unlucky on a couple occasions again. He's going to turn up on someone. Trust me on that one. Now, I just think that the Titans lose their way every time the middle goes off. Now, I'm not sure the value about Campbell at 14. The coach needs to put his hand up as well. Thomas McCallie was actually playing pretty well. I only saw 12 minutes in his comeback from the Super League. My fodder Waker smashed it for 62. Shawnee recommended him on Wacky Wednesday. So, track that because I do think it is the start of a good recommendation. Jared Wallace for the Dolphins. I think that was his career best game. Beautiful ball-playing skills to put Marky Nichols over for a neat try to the GOAT. Had a smashing try off Marshall King as well. So he was everywhere. Four tackles, sorry, two tackle breaks and four offloads in this one. Lemuelu bounced back to his best. 48 fantasy points in this one. Just great base. Added a couple of tidy offloads. A couple of tackle breaks as well. So great to see a center score 48. Young Isaiah Katoa. Didn't do much in the first half but kick, but his poison class really shown down the track. Scored a tidy 43 from 423 kick metres, 89 metres gained, and a try assist as well. So he had five missed tackles, but we know he's an 18-year-old and he was marking one for feet aside. So you can't be really sad about that one. So he's going to be starting to make some good money. He had a, what, a seven break even. So going to be about 380 to open up next week. Poor Robert Jennings. And also Hammer owners. That bomb try that he stops. I don't know what the hell he was thinking when he stopped. Great work from Hammer to catch the bomb and then put him away. But then, yeah, he just pretty much went into a freeze. So Hammer's going to be an interesting watch as well. Last month scoring 28, 65, 32 and 27. I still think he's a hold into origin period and just see maybe if he takes that 80th man, then maybe sell him out. But no need to freak out at the moment. He does have no tries or tries from the last two games. Love what I'm seeing from you and Aiken. He's been great the last three games. Scores of 40, 58, and 54. Sorry, 40, 58, and 54, yeah. Now, look, I'm not saying buy him. Just keep him on the watch list because he does have that dual position. So it could be handy down the track if he actually does start playing edge again. And now the last game, Tigers versus Seagulls. Now, Turbo, he is a sell. Started the game pretty well. Set up a nice try for DCE. However, he was run down by Stefano, of all people. Now, he did leave the field at 71 minutes, which looked like, and it was confirmed, a groin injury. So, he only scored 20 fantasy points in this one, to put things in perspective. He drops 43k to around 550k. Now, Sipley had another great game for 60 fantasy points, as did Paseca at 49 fantasy points. But you can't trust those two to go anywhere near them. Now, watch the injury report to Turbo, because if it is kind of... Bad. Garrick does lose another 40k in this one to mid 500k's. Garrick does have a 49 average at fullback as well, so someone maybe to consider depending on the circumstances for Tommy Turbo. Now, Appy was the Tigers' best in this one. Try and a busy performance, back to back 50s, so we'll still be under 600k's. I don't mind him as a buy, especially if you want to kind of shore up your hooker ranks, but it is a bit of a massive gamble, especially he's probably right in the mix for Origin considering what he did last year. Now, Stafford Toa, he has been on fire lately, 57 fantasy points in this one. Scored a great try on the right edge to beat both Schuster and Fainu. Now, he has scores of 37, 47, and 57 in the last three. So, we'll be around 400k, which isn't bad for a dual outside back. Now, I wouldn't be rushing to get new rookie uh, Jareem Buller. Only if you're desperate for a cash down. 29 fantasy points on debut, which wasn't too bad. So, he had a really good start to the game with an offload. 173 metres gained, a busy display. Got caught out a couple of times, though, given he's a rookie. Hands let him down and touch as well. So, probably would need to knock out a 45, 50 points in the next game to have my attention. But, realistically, you've got to ask yourself, do you want more Tigers players at the moment? Now, the next live podcast, guys, if you're going to be going Magic Round, is Saturday, 6th of May. So, 
Come and have a beer with us at 12pm and then we'll do a live podcast from 1pm. The venue is Lefty's Music Hall, which is on Caxton Street, right across the road from Suncorp Stadium. Come out, come hang out with me, Andy Corbs, Riley, Rich, Rake. Actually, Riley's out, unfortunately. Rich, Jakey, Robbo and uh, Sean. So entry is free. So just get in early, go, guys, because I know with the close proximity and the close proximity to the first game at 3pm with the Waz and Penrith, that it probably will chock her up with both... People walking in, plus all the fantasy awesome people. So get in early. Bit of a weird one with Anzac Day. Happy Anzac Day, everyone. Hope you have a great day for starters. And I guess TLT is now on Wednesday. So Wacky Wednesday won't be showing. We'll do a normal TLT podcast on Wednesday. Great news. Robbo's back on Thursday. So I'll be taking over the Thursday live Q&A. So him, Jakey, and Riley will be doing that one from Thursday. And then I guess all of it will be back to normal from that Sunday and then Monday with the talking uh, with, sorry, playbook as well. So be on the lookout for that one. But thanks again. I'll drop what I'll do, part B of this one, on what day will be? Wednesday morning. So post the Thursday night game, I'll just wrap up a couple of quick games on the Tuesday and we'll probably have the judiciary and injury reports from today's games as well. But thanks for your company and we will see you then.